you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Two-time All-Pro wide receiver Julio Jones is heading down to Tampa to catch passes from one Tom Brady. We've got more on that big pickup when we go live to Bucks training camp in just a bit. And check in with our own Sarah Walsh. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live here in New York City. It is Wednesday, July 27th. My name is Jamie Erdahl alongside Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and Super Bowl champion Jason McCourty. Wouldn't we all love to be the person that if you came to work with that person, you'd be like, I'm going to make you better. Wouldn't that be just a dream come true? That's what Peter does. That's what Peter does. Peter is that person. Are you comparing me to Tom Brady? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I would like to say, though, we show these Julio Jones highlights. The Tennessee Titans Julio Jones mm-hmm. era, that is a not New Jersey. If, I mean, they're all the long library of moments right. as a Titan. What I remember we at? had a party as a show that when is, we joined the Titans. And, uh, that was that is not his defining moment. No. That's not what we're going to reflect back to when we talk about Without him today, doubt. is it? No way. No. no way. It's that Atlanta Falcons Julio. Exactly, right. exactly. And it's going to be a beautiful day for him. All right, but it is time for the... Lee Block! All right, let's start with the Cowboys. But not in Dallas, of course. They are out in Oxnard, California, where training camp is underway. And you know Jerry Jones. Jones was there for his annual press conference. He addressed a number of issues, but right out of the gates, he delivered a straightforward message about his head coach, his, Mike McCarthy. I want to be real clear. He wouldn't be sitting here today if I didn't think he was the man to lead this team to a Super Bowl. He would not be, and I have choices. So that's not meant to be insensitive to anybody. That's a fact. And so uh, you guys write about a lot of those choices, and they were there for my use had I wanted them. And uh, no, the guy to my right is who I'm convicted about, have been. We certainly have had things we've addressed the way we've addressed them in the offseason. I think we uh, have successfully put together a staff that really, from this vantage point, gives us absolutely the best chance with our makeup and our team to uh, get to the ultimate success. So, Mr. Jones, not mincing words, but clearly that was an attempt to try and quiet the constant rumors around that head coaching job in Dallas. And we are just starting training camp. So the fact that this is what he felt compelled to come out and do Mm -hmm. is so interesting. So we'll start with how the Cowboys as a team, the people that are part of this organization, how they respond to this noise surrounding Mike McCarthy. What do you think, Peter? <laughs> we're in July. <laughs> Wait, I know. Wait, it's not August yet? I just checked. It's not even close. We're no, we're not even close. Haven't played, 27th haven't played the game. They're haven't still in California. They're not <laughs> even in Texas. I'm Oxnard. This is going to yeah. be the season, though. Every hiccup, every loss, everything, it's going to be, uh, is his job safe? And that comes 
with that role. There are 32 head coaching jobs, but there's only one where it's the second you start the season, it's is he safe. Let's go through the list. I mean, Jimmy Johnson won two Super Bowls, and of course he and Jerry had their own issues, but for Jimmy Johnson to, to not end up being the, the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys because of things that they had mm-hmm. between the owner and him, like, it's, it's inexplicable. It should never have been the case. Obviously, you see Wade Phillips, you see Jason Garrett, like, it's a heavy crown being down there. Mm-hmm. And the way things ended last year with that hiccup at the end of the game and the time management and Dak and the Niners game, this is what we're going to be dealing with. This team was 12-5 and five last year. They were a good team last year. They won a division last year. Yeah. And yet, Mike McCarthy's the head coach, and I think to a man, you ask around the league, his defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, might have a better reputation. Mm. And his offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, who's still just 33, is viewed still as this rising offensive star who was one interview away of maybe getting the Miami Dolphins head coaching job. Mm-hmm. There's competition in that coaching office, and I don't think anyone around the league looks at Mike McCarthy right now and it's like, that guy has a safe seat. It's historical, and it's also just that market that they play in where the coach, the owner, everything – it's a permanent hot seat unless you're winning football games, especially when they matter. Mm, without a doubt. And I think from the players inside that building, the thing is for them, it's business as usual. This is what it is, like you just said, to be in Dallas. Jerry's world. He's going to make comments. He's going to make statements. There's always going to be noise around the team. That is just how it is. Yeah. But for these guys that have been there for a while, for the Dax, for the Ezekiel Elliott's, This is what you've come accustomed to. Mm -hmm. And for those guys, they know whether it is Mike McCarthy, whether it is a new coach, it doesn't matter. The players are going to be the same. They're not controlled by the head coach because Jerry Jones is the general manager. Mm -hmm. He chooses the guys to be on the roster. There's a few guys that come in and out, yes, but we'll see. This is it. From the notable players that played from 19 to 20, these are the only guys that were switched out. Mm -hmm. And some of those guys, Jason Witten moved on, obviously. They drafted C.D. Lamb, but Randall Cobb went back to the uh, Packers. Alden Smith had his things. Byron Jones moved on to Miami. But other than that, those guys were still the same guys Mm -hmm. playing in the locker room. The Dax, the Ezekiel Elliott, those are the guys always leading, and it doesn't change. So whether it's Mike McCarthy or whatever head coach you want to plug and play in there, the players are going to be the same. So why be a sense of urgency because of his comments about your head coach? Mm -hmm. Is it too early to start drinking? I mean, for real. First of all, what did you expect? What did you think you were going to show up to camp this, this, this summer Oh, it's great. Well, you know, great season. Let's win a Super Bowl. What did you expect? Uh, it took uh, two seconds to get to this. We're still in July. It just took, in this very segment, Peter, 10 seconds to talk about the mid-90s because it's the Cowboys. Yeah. How about Jerry, too? How about Jerry's speech about the, it, we'll call it the I have choices speech. Oh, yeah. Is that an endorsement or not? Imagine if you said to your wife, I have choices, honey. I love you, and I'm here with you. But just so you know, I have choices. It's not great. I don't like that. And he does have choices. And I'm still not even sure why he made that choice on Mike McCarthy. A guy who had Hall of Fame quarterbacks for 13 years and made it to one Super Bowl feels like 100 years ago. They at least have that in common with the Cowboys. I don't know, guys, how are the Cowboys going to respond to it? They can't. They don't play a game for six damn weeks or whatever it is. You want to know who that game is? It is at home on Sunday Night Football in the opener versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. If you lose that game 31-10, to the world's going to explode. And it's even actually worse that it's at home. You think it'd be an advantage? It's not. This is why I get frustrated with this franchise. Because in the last 25 years, they have won three playoff games. And here we are in 7A starting the show about, oh, Jerry and Dad, who cares? 
What did you expect? It's a team that doesn't win when it matters. They have a $30 million Ezekiel Elliott running back. It's Hey, can we get Micah Parsons out there? Because he's cool. Let's talk about him. Other than that, Dak's pretty good. This is Cowboys ahead of schedule right now. I'm exasperated and it's July 27th. This is what they wanted on this show for us to have great teamwork, great camaraderie. Because if you look at my notes, (laughs) uh, I agree with Jason. This really shouldn't bother the players at all. They have a job to do. Jerry Jones, quote, I have choices, question mark. This is literally my thoughts as I heard this. Because I am with you. It's this weird relationship that everyone is a part of because Mm. it's the Dallas Cowboys and everyone feels like they have something to say about it. Yet he still goes out there and attempts to, and and the man is sitting right next to him and essentially staring at Jason and be like, Thanks for having this job. We had choices. Yeah. We had choices. It's, but I, yeah. it's such an interesting sure. choice of word. And that man doesn't do anything by accident. Mm. He comes out and he picks his words purposefully. And I just am fascinated. Mike McCarthy was so annoyed yesterday when he was asked about his job security. And it's a little bit like, I don't know who's surrounding Mike McCarthy that this noise is getting to him. But I think he needs to maybe start to filter that out because clearly he's... He can't be annoyed already. Mm-hmm. It is July 27th. Oh, it's coming. Just wait. It's yeah. going to get cranked up real hot. Mike right. McCarthy is sort of a gruff, sort of not not the most congenial gruff. guy. Like gruff, right. isn't that gruff. the word? Yeah. Yeah. Like gruff, that. Peter? Yeah, I would say that, you know, he's not like they had the hard knocks cameras on him for six weeks last year. And like we didn't come across like saying like he's a hoot, you know, like yeah, yeah. Ojo <laughs> moment. He had that? like the cool shirt on, did the Austin Powers <laughs> thing and like yeah. didn't really hit. <laughs> um, and then come the season, it was like big spot, need this victory. And and that team wasn't ready to play mm-hmm. in the, the yep. moment. We have Sarah Walsh Let's with go. Us, who is one of my favorites ever. She's at Buccaneers training camp. Sarah, we want to start with the Buccaneers, of course, and their newest free agent signing, wide receiver Julio Jones. What else can you tell us about this move? I'm told he's not yet in the building here. He will be here this afternoon. He's got to take a physical, and then it will become official, but he won't be out on the practice for this first Buccaneers practice of training camp, which is expected to kick off around 8.40 Eastern. And this is really reminiscent of something they did two seasons ago when they went out and got Antonio Brown, a perennial pro bowler, and they weren't sure exactly what they were going to get out of him. And before things went south with that, they really got some good production. Of course, Julio Jones has battled injuries the last two seasons. He was available for 10 games for the Titans a year ago. But look, anytime that guy goes out on the field, if he is healthy, this is someone that teams have to account for. So now Tom has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you mentioned it, and Julio Jones. And among active players, nobody's got more receiving yards in the NFL right now than Jones. The other big news is that Chris Godwin is not going on the pup list to start this season. And he had that ACL repaired in early January. It was thought that he might miss the start of this season. And nothing is confirmed yet, but things appear to be on track that he could be ready week one, which would be huge for Tom Brady and these Buccaneers. And of course, there's Tom Brady. He turns 45 in just a couple of days. That number's big, but you know what looms larger? This is the guy that led the league in touchdowns just a season ago. Julio's not the only new thing going on in Tampa. Todd Bowles is now his first season as the Buccaneers head coach. What can we expect from him now in Tampa? What's interesting about this team, they go 13-4 and a season ago, but that was a team that made no changes from when they won the Super Bowl. It was every starter returning, and now there's some significant changes here. And, Jason, you mentioned it starting at the top with Todd Bowles. Ironically, as soon as he became head coach, he became the head coach in this division with the most head coaching experience because of those seasons that he had with the Jets. So that shows you the turnover here in this division and that this team is really poised to make a run. Perhaps the biggest challenge that Bowles is going to have early on is this schedule. The Bucks have the fourth toughest schedule in the NFL, and it starts with Dallas, New Orleans, 
Green Bay, Kansas City. I mean, that's a gauntlet right there that Bowles has to get this team through. And then some of the significant changes and veteran changes. And Dominican Sue is gone. JPP is gone. And then over on the line, Tom is going to have two new starting guards. They lost Alex Kappa and Ali Marpet. And that was a unit that was very cohesive. They had been very healthy. Tom Brady was sacked fewer than any other quarterback in the league last season. So there are some significant pieces that Todd Bowles has to get in place. But look, Tom Brady didn't come back to pad any stats other than the one when it comes to rings. And he is searching for ring number eight, Jamie. I know. He is blinged out. He's got better accessories than you and I do. Sarah, thank you so much. We will check back in with you again, I am sure. Julio Jones is 33 years old and he's entering his 12th season in the league. Uh, so let's flash back to 2007 when one Randy Moss joined the Patriots in his 10th season in the league. They jumped up when he started catching balls from Tom Brady. Some, you know, I mean, a lot to be said about the quarterback difference there sure. between 06 and 07. Um, but sure, you can put a little asterisk next to the fact that in New England, he was, you know, with Tom Brady. 23 touchdowns. Pretty fantastic. So will the Tom Brady effect happen to Julio Jones when he arrives in Tampa? Well, let's, first of all, I think, let's just remember Julio. I'm glad we showed the Randy thing. I think the three most gifted receivers in the history of the game are first name only guys. Randy, Calvin, and Julio. I'll put them mm -hmm. in the top three. Mm -hmm. Physically gifted guys, top three all time. And Peter started out in the, in the, the start of the show saying, Julio Jones on the Titans was pretty rough. It was. It was what we call a not New Jersey. It was like a completely forgotten thing. And yet, I just want to remind us, remind everyone at home, Julio does not need to be Julio Jones with Tampa. He doesn't need to go for 80 catches. He doesn't need to dominate. They basically need him for two catches in a big playoff game in January. That's it. They got all of the other guys, Godwin and Evans. Just show up late in the season, Julio, and make a couple crazy plays to win us a playoff game. That's basically all they need him for. He's that good, and I think he's also a little bit of a Gronk replacement. I oh, like this a lot. You're I just killing take it? me. Yeah. God, I'm taking James' so take. frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> Let's think about Brady lost Gronk. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's a beautiful thing. That's, good. That's That is great teamwork, and I think you just said it. We don't need Julio Jones to be the Randy Moss that was in year yeah. 10. Had two receivers over 1,000 yards. Cards. Both of those guys, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Then they also had Russell Gage coming in with 770 yards coming from Atlanta. But also, I want to touch base on Mr. Rob Gronkowski. When he first got to Tampa, he had some good stuff to say. Can we hear from Rob Gronkowski? Because every time I had to film myself and send it in, you know, in order to get credit for the workout and stuff. So, like, that, that was kind of getting a little annoying. But then I started tricking him because... I would bring a shirt, my shirt out, and then I would bring another shirt out. So when I'm running the sprints, I would film myself like 15 times for that session, that workout session. But I would run it in a couple different shirts because you only had to send in like two or three reps. So then when the next time came, I didn't have to film myself because I already filmed myself running in a different shirt every time on that one day. And he, never, he hasn't had a clue to this day that I was tricking him uh, about half the time during those virtual workouts. Mm. Gronk is showing Julio the way to get it done. <laughs> I think he's showing Kyler Murray This too. isn't yeah. the same oh. thing. It's not the same type of work. He's a veteran. You'll have your vet days. He will be healthy. He will be well rested. There it goes. Mm. I mean, I forgot they had Gage too. Gage was good last year for you the like Falcons mm -hmm. and good two years ago. So you've got those three and him. You know, the weird one, Kevin Garver. You know, it's the wide receivers coach for the Buccaneers. He was Julio's GA at Alabama. So like, ah. there's like this like other connection of like, hey, I'm going back to play with my guy from college. Uh, but this is all Brady. Julio wanted to play for Brady. The numbers made a lot of sense. And I'll be honest, 
he wasn't great on the Titans. He wasn't healthy on the Titans. And there's a lot of doubters going into last offseason whether Julio had anything left in the tank. I have low expectations, but gosh, I would love to see him exceed them and end his final chapter with Brady and maybe a Super Bowl ring. But he is a Hall of Fame wide receiver, and it's it, it's cool to see him being catching passes from Tom Brady. Yeah, we started this with Randy Moss, but yeah, we all ended up on Rob Gronkowski because if you just add three inches and 30 pounds, you go from Julio Jones to Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Coming up, no Devontae, no problem? Question mark? Can the Packers' offense be just as dangerous? We talk about it. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good morning, football! If you haven't seen it yet, it is the official video of 2022 NFL training camp. Aaron Rodgers arriving majestic mm -hmm. to camp in jeans and a white tank top fresh from the Haynes pile. A nod to the character of Cameron Poe, played by Nicolas Cage in the 1997 cinema classic, Con Air. Mm -hmm. The backpack toss for me, it was uncanny. <laughs> so clearly, the reigning MVP is in great spirits? Great, as he starts to put in work with his receivers. Um, the, only, the only problem is, is he's missing a five-time Pro Bowl wide receiver named Devontae Adams, who's out at training camp in Nevada oh, no. with the Las Vegas Rainers. Who's that, Cyrus the Virus? And that, and that <laughs> happened in March. Malkovich. And that happened in March that Aaron Rodgers knew, yet he still was able to bolster up his confidence yeah. to arrive to camp like this. So I feel like we're all going to be asking this right up until week one and beyond if it doesn't go well. Can Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense reach the same heights without Devontae, or same lengths of his hair mm -hmm. as without mm -hmm. Devontae Adams? What the do you think? same heights? The same heights? I don't think so, no. Devontae Adams last year, he had 123 receptions, over 1,500 yards, and 11 touchdowns. That's every other Packers wow, wide close. receiver on the roster. And, yes, they came close, but that's all of them versus one guy's production. I don't think they'll be able to reach the same heights offensively, but that doesn't mean they won't be able to have more team success. This is a team last year that didn't reach the heights that they wanted to reach as a team with all of Devontae Adams' production. But this is a team, when Aaron Rodgers is channeling his inner Cameron Poe, he can take them to extremely high heights. And I look at this team, the last time they won a Super Bowl, they had a tremendous defense. Tremont Williams, mm -hmm. Clay Matthews, Charles Woodson, guys right. leading the way. 2010. This Packers, yes, 2010. Remember the B.J. Rogers dancing yeah, in the dance? Zone? Yes, it was a beautiful thing. Might as well be black and white, though. It's a, a New long Jersey time ago. native. Yes. For sure. But the elements of it, having a really strong defense, which the Packers do have this mm -hmm. year, losing Devontae Adams may force him to hand the ball off to those two really good running backs they have in Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Yeah, and I think they will be a running team, and I think they'll play really good defense. The same heights? I, just, I think no. I think different heights. Different heights, but not necessarily lower. I think it'll be really hard for him to win the MVP this year, just because the stats have to be so gaudy. But I, I'm just at the point with Rodgers where it doesn't matter what you think of him. I think he has come as close as you can possibly come to mastering the game. Like, mm -hmm. like he's a full virtuoso. We almost 
never throws interceptions, changes receivers, changes coaches, whatever it is. I honestly think that if you were to do an experiment right now as a startup training camp and you just grabbed them five random wide receiver twos and threes from around the league, threw them into Packers camp and said, you guys got a month. I think he's getting to the playoffs. I really do. I think it's. I think he's that good, and I think he is that smart. And I could sit here and hype Rodgers and hype Rodgers over and over. But the question is, like, do you see the Packers? Be like, oh, you know what, Lafleur, Rodgers, they play for the seven and ten this year. Tough year. The Bears got them. The Lions got them. I don't see it. And I think the only history I'll look at, you looked all the way back to the Super Bowl. I go to the 2015 season. 2015 season is when Jordy Nelson blew his knee out in camp, and he went in with our colleague James Jones, a very young Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb, and just like lit up the world. And that was the season that ended on the Hail Mary loss to the Cardinals. Like, he was the guy. And I think he is to this point about like, I don't really care. I'm going to go out here and play football. Give me anybody. Give me rookies. Give me Sammy Watkins. Sure. Watch what I can mm-hmm. do. He's just, I think he's mastered the game. And so I think they will look a lot different, but I still think they'll look the same because they'll be there in January. I do. I, I don't see them someone I, knocking them out. I think you're all, you're both right. And I think when you say that, hey, they need, like, I think they've got the best corners in football. So right there, you're like, and that's, good. that's a good defense. Um, they had two first round picks, both out of the University of Georgia on defense, who are going to make an impact. Like their defense can be really good. And Joe Barry's a great defensive coordinator. To your point, you could put anyone together, you can cobble them all together. At a big spot on third and six, you know, when they're playing in Minnesota, Romeo Dubs or Christian Watson's mm-hmm. gonna have to make a play. I know. Huge play. And like Alan Lazard right now, or Sammy Watkins is the number one. It's asking a lot. And Rodgers is demanding. Like if you if you mess up those routes, I feel Marcus Valdez Scantling came on the show as a Packer and said, you know, early on in my career, Rodgers and I would have because and I think Marquez Valdez Scantling wasn't getting the playbook down or wasn't getting the routes. And like yeah. Rodgers lose faith in you. So they're not gonna have the same stats. I think we all agree. Like mm-hmm. Adams is gonna do and they might be more of a running team and they can still have the same wins. But to me, it's like that trust with those wide receivers. I don't know if there's a pure number one or a number two on that entire roster right now. It might now. be Aaron Jones, the guy, and, guy. And it might have to come down to Tunyon and Jones. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that's going to be the same heights as what it was last year, mm-hmm. this, no matter how good they play. This really frustrates me. To talk about a Packers team, and we're going to say their defense is going to have to step up. We're going to talk about a Packers team where they're going to have an excellent run game. Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. How did you not go out after you traded away Devontae Adams and you had two first-round draft picks <laughs> to go get go get somebody for him to throw to? We have, and I'm not going to... I'm not going to poke fun at any quarterback around the league right now, but there are teams where they are just hoping that their quarterback figures it out by week one. And you have Aaron Rodgers, and you're not going to give him – you're not going to bolster it with the first-round pick? They don't do it. Don't take him for granted. Let us enjoy Aaron Rodgers for the master of the game and the position that he has become. What are you doing to us? Why are you taking away someone who could win an MVP for the third year in a row? Come on. Let him write the history books. Uh, Christian Watson, Trey Lance can tell us all about him. He's probably great, but is he going to be Devontae Adams? I don't think so. Why did you do it to us? I don't want to see a Packers team with a great defense. (laughs) I want to see Aaron Rodgers win a third MVP. But is it not more dramatic for Aaron Rodgers to have to do this this way? So now we're just like creating speed bumps for him along the way? Like, okay, now let's try it. Let's see if if we can do it this way. Sometimes they just say, (laughs) you can handle it. I remember the Colts used to get Andrew Luck killed. Like, he would just get smashed and smashed, and they yes. wouldn't draft these great linemen yeah. in front of them. And they're like, yep. Andrew can handle it. I feel like they're like, Aaron can handle it. We, we don't need to spend the first-round pick. And yet, 
They're never in the Super Bowl. Never. Not since whatever the standard definition game you were talking about. And I think some of it is when you have these great quarterbacks, you're paying them a ton of money. Yeah. You don't spend all of the money on a wide receiver. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's just like, hey, we're paying you this money to be great. Brady, I feel like, leaves New England to go find himself some great re- receivers. That last year in 2019, remember how we started that season? A.B., Josh Gordon, Demarius Thomas, yeah, that was wild. and Julian Edelman. <laughs> By the end of the year, it was just Edelman. It was yeah. Gunner out there at receiver. Yeah. It was Nikhil Harry. Yeah. So he leaves. He's just like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm getting older. Aaron Rodgers is just like, hey, like he probably still needs some of these really good yeah. wide receivers. Look at the salaries, the though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look what Brady's making. Look what but Rodgers- it didn't have yeah. to be that way. I know the, the, the pick of the litter wasn't great for a wide receiver in the first round, but it didn't have to be that there way. Guys. You didn't have there to go guys. out. Also, A.J. Brown was available, apparently. No, Hollywood Brown was available. Lions apparently. moved up to 12, got a receiver. Right. When the rubber meets the road, Peter, we're not, we don't do division picks now. You starting to feel Minnesota in the north a little? Like, you really going to still have this, the sand to say, I think the Packers don't win the division, despite all this. I'm a little concerned about a first-year coach, first-year offensive coordinator. Minnesota's got a lot of change this year. So it's Packers. LaFleur and Rodgers have had really great success in the regular season. In the regular season, yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about the Vikings. I know we will. Um, Training camp season is on. Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofolo are at Eagles camp. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Ian, let's start with you. Tell us why the one rookie who was drafted, who's still unsigned, And um, what is the latest on the Niners quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, we'll start with David Ajabo, the pass rusher from Michigan, who's picked number 45 for the Baltimore Ravens. And, Mike, we've spent the last, I don't know, several months talking about how rookie holdouts aren't really a thing anymore, and that's just kind of a thing of the past. Uh, Well, not so much, because David Ajabo is now officially a holdout, unsigned. And from my understanding, the argument is about the third-year guarantee. And if you look at the distribution of where players are and how much is guaranteed in the third year. The Houston Texans fully guaranteed the third year of their second round pick, which has caused everyone to kind of go into flux a little bit. It's basically an argument of how close to 50% do the sides get as far as the third year guarantee. It's not much. It's a small argument. The two sides are trying to kind of split the difference. They have just not yet come to an agreement. So David Ajabu, who can't practice anyways, he recovers from a torn Achilles, so it's not totally consequential. They're arguing over the guarantee, and that's kind of what all this is about. Yeah, the Texans went Oprah on a few contracts. You get a guarantee. Yeah. You get a guarantee. You get this. And and in the fourth round, that really screwed things up. And then the second round, that really screwed things up as well. So Ojabo, definitely uh, the trickle effect of the Houston yeah. Texans being very generous when it came to rookie contracts for some reason. I thought that was very nice of them. And as far as the other is, you mentioned it, Jimmy Garoppolo. We are going to be talking about Jimmy Garoppolo for... I would say quite some time here. And the most significant development that happened yesterday was not just that Jimmy Garoppolo showed up, it was that he had a physical from the team's doctor and they did not put him on the PUP list, which seems consequential. And when you talk money-wise, it is because it means if he does incur an injury, now he would not be subject to the injury guarantee. But it doesn't matter because he's not going to be practicing with them. So really all this does, as far as I can tell, Mike, is clear a hurdle for them to trade him. So it's not like he now needs to get healthy. He kind of is, quote unquote, healthy since he's not on the pup list. I spoke to people yesterday. They said there's a physical coming later today. But unless that arm is hanging off when he walks in to see the doctor. Or just off. Well, then they would harness it, right? Or off. Yeah, they'd sew it back. Whatever they had to do for him to pass the physical because of that $7.5 million injury guarantee. And the fact that they want to tell teams, hey, this 
guy's healthy. He's on the road to recovery. We're trying to trade this guy right now. So right now we are headed toward a situation where the 49ers may have to say, we've been waiting. We've been seeing if maybe somebody suffered an injury at the quarterback position, and we're going to have to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo because that money, that $25 million is going to be guaranteed if he's on the roster come week one, which he will not be. And I know that they're worried that he might just, if they cut him, just go up to Seattle and just go sign there, obviously. So that's why they're not just going to let him go and have his own chance to kind of figure out where he's going to land. So uh, we'll see. This could be a bit of a standoff. Yeah. I'm picturing that physical. Jimmy, come on in. Let's look at the shoulder. You're good. Yeah. All right, let's go. He's all good, guys. Let's get go. Flesh We're be just fine. Uh, Mike, <laughs> let's stick with quarterbacks. Your guys are both obviously in Philadelphia. Yeah. What's the latest on Jalen Hurts and how things are going with his buddy and his new teammate, A.J. Brown? A little bromance, kind of like we got. Yeah. Sometimes. 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 Depends on the day. It's kind of like a marriage. Everybody's excited here, obviously, to see that connection on display and to see how much progress Jalen Hurts is making because when you look at this roster, there are so many strengths across the board, and A.J. Brown only made that wide receiver room stronger that it's like, well, can Jalen Hurts live up to the rest of the roster? It's just amazing how far we've come since we were sitting here last year for training camp when the expectations were so low and the questions abounded whether it was Deshaun Watson is he going to be an eagle Jalen Hurts you just kind of keeping the seat warm right now Zach Hurts was here there was drama going on there now it's kind of like it's quiet and the expectations are so high welcome to Philadelphia you're you're down here and now you're all the way up here and now it's like Nick Sirianni could you just make this team competitive in year one now can you take this team to the promised land in year two that's kind of where we are it's 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 incredible yeah the the shift is really crazy I mean I I was here real real early in camp and it was all about like can Jalen Hurts be an NFL quarterback and now it's like well how how good of a playoff quarterback can he be and how high can he take this team and all the Philadelphia Eagles did was just add to his arsenal the the massive trade of A.J. Brown with the big contract that came of it. You know, certainly that's something that has raised the eyebrows and the expectations of everyone in the city. The two have gotten together several times this offseason, kind of work that relationship. They've already become quick friends. They were friends before, still friends now. They hope that this chemistry pays off on the field in a way that will push some Philly negativity down for a couple seconds. Maybe. I don't like the way you said Philly negativity. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, the chemistry there is impeccable, but Ian, we want to let you go to make sure your car doesn't get towed because I think it's just like 30 yards from you with the flashers on. I appreciate that. Okay, yeah. good. All There's right, that good. No problem. Great. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> so, Jalen Hurts, let's let's stay with him. You know, so much is defined by a young quarterback with how they can become a long-term solution for a team and within an organization. I'm so fascinated by the history that this young man has had, starting from his time at Alabama and his transfer to Oklahoma and then getting drafted and just in, in his tenure. But what I've learned in our, our short two days on the program here is that you guys define quarterback success by playing in the postseason and winning in the postseason. Yeah. Okay, so um, Jalen Hurts already took Philly to the playoffs with the 8-7 and seven record last year. Now he's got to win. But I hope for him that he will develop into the passer because he works. Mm-hmm. He gets after it the right way. And who better than to develop him into an excellent quarterback and an excellent NFL passer because the other parts of his game are already great than an A.J. Brown. So I really mm-hmm. hope he learns to develop that way in Philadelphia and maybe a win or two in the postseason it's, and bolster nice. his argument. Be nice. And yeah. he has had an awesome football life going yes. back to college and everything. I think the simple answer here is what you're saying. Oh, you know, win the division, go to the playoffs, and, you know, then how could you say no? It's complicated. 
these days. Like, mm -hmm. let's say the Eagles do win the division. Let's say they win a wild card game, but it's like, well, they have a good offensive line and a run game and their yeah. defense. And then you get to the Jimmy Garoppolo phase where you're like, he's yes. kind of a passenger. He's not like dominance. And so we can't hand him whatever the hell it's going to be, 30 million, some more than that a year. I don't think it's that simple. So I think in, in order to prove he's the long-term guy, I think he has to be brilliant. And I think mm. the easiest way for him to do that, to get the Roseman upstairs to scratch him a big deal, is just to turn into something special with A.J. Brown. Like, I think the two of them are like, oh, my God. They love each other. There's an obvious chemistry. We think we can ride these guys for the next five or six years. A.J. loves them because they're married to A.J. for a while. Mm -hmm. So if those two are great, that's the closest path. But there's no guarantee. Even, mm -hmm. if, they, even if they get to the Super Bowl, like, it's still does not guarantee anything these days because the contracts are too big. And it's he just has to dominate, Peter. I think. Yeah, without a doubt. And you said it. His relationship with A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown showed up to training camp with the hat on. That said, Hurts season. He's I representing his yes. quarterback. Good start. There's yes. a bromance brewing there. We already know he has the playmaking ability to make things happen off schedule, to scramble and do those things. He just needs to become a better passer. Mm -hmm. Accuracy. Nick Sirianni said that one of the, the most important things for a quarterback is accuracy. He said he's battling between the second one, but he loves the fact that he has that playmaking. And they've talked this offseason about the relationship that they're developing. They're finding out that they have more things in common. They're talking about falling in love with the game, watching their high school brothers play, being ball boys for those guys. So they're building that relationship that, to me, will translate on the field, and we'll see Jalen Hurts start to take a step. He's got this right year. Oh. He's got this year. The Eagles have their own draft pick in 2023. They also have the Saints' first-round draft pick. That's two picks that can negotiate moving around. Huh? This past draft, I'll be honest, we hyped it for three months. It wasn't a great quarterback draft. Next year's right. draft, oh. it's supposed to be a great quarterback draft. Yep. So the Eagles are in on Jalen Hurts for 2022, and it's yep. on him now. Yeah. All right, coming up, it's out with the old and in with the new. Can Trey Lance lead the Niners to success in year two? Wake up, yes. San Francisco. <laughs> we'll see. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. where Niners Swiss Army Knife wide receiver Debo Samuel, despite kind of an awkward situation in the offseason, a trade request earlier a couple months ago and an ongoing contract dispute. He did report to training camp yesterday. General Manager John Lynch said he's, quote-unquote, hopeful a deal will get done. So we will certainly keep an eye on that situation. But the other big offseason issue with the Niners seem to have found itself a resolution. Take a listen to Kyle Shanahan on the new starting quarterback for San Francisco. And it's not the guy that This is Trey's team. And that's nothing against Jimmy. We, we made that decision a, a year ago, and we're going with that. If you look at it, you can see why it got to this with the surgery and when it happened. And we understand it, and it'll take care of itself. But Jimmy knows we're going with Trey. Trey knows we're going with Trey, and our team does. So, And everyone likes both the guys. So it's 
it is what it is. I'm looking forward to a lot of plays that are off schedule. I mean, I think that's just it's something I'm really looking forward to. I mean, you see a lot of, I don't know if it's mobile quarterbacks, but guys that just are able to get outside the pocket and make those plays last instead of a five second play, it lasts for 10 seconds. It's hard to cover someone for 10 seconds. I'm excited about it. I think we all see the potential with the people that we have surrounded Trey with and his work ethic and what we saw through OTAs. We feel like he can reach that potential. Okay, so now it's official, and frankly, I think some of his teammates sound a little relieved now that they can finally talk about it and not dance around this subject. So it leads to our next most natural question, which is, what do we think of Trey Lance-led 49ers? Yeah, well, they're all they're all in on Trey, and it, it was one of those deals where Jimmy Garoppolo was in Southern California this entire offseason rehabbing his shoulder, and Trey Lance was there and was with the veterans, and... Proved enough to Kyle Shanahan that he's going to rip the Band-Aid off. I appreciate this from Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. and John Lynch. I really do. They could have dragged this on and said, well, Jimmy looks great and really made Jimmy this, like, shiny object as far as trade value goes. They're basically saying, no, we're choosing Lance over Jimmy. And now that you've done this, I can't imagine Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on the roster day one. They might have to end up even cutting him. And, and if that's the case, there will always be this what if. And I think Trey Lance has the opportunity right now to take this team and go from NFC Championship game and say there won't be a massive drop-off. The wild card to me, it's not just Jimmy Garoppolo no longer in the room. Mike McDaniel, who worked a ton with Trey Lance last year and worked a ton with Jimmy Garoppolo, is now in Miami. Do you know who the quarterback coach in San Francisco is this year? Do you know who's going to be in the ear of Trey Lance? Brian Greasy. Oh, yeah. He's going from the Monday night football booth to be like the Trey Lance whisperer. The most biggest X factor of this thing is like, Brian Greasy is not an NFL coach historically. Like, he's going to have a first year as this. Trey Lance is 21 years old. His first year as starter. It's a really curious mix. And the big wild card is, this is a team that went to the NFC Championship game last year. This is not a rebuilding team. So the pieces are all there. I'm fascinated to see how this goes. I'm not picking them right now to do anything until I see what they look like, is at least Greasy in the preseason. Coached at all? Like, is this the first coaching job ever? It might be his first coaching job ever. He went oh. into broadcasting. Right, right into media, play. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a little alarming, you know, for a young quarterback, there's nothing more important than the coaches. He's already won over the veterans. Like we said, we just heard mm-hmm. Juice. We just heard Kittle. They love him. But at the same time, it's just hard for me to get excited as a veteran on teams where it was very hard to win. I spent most of my career wondering, like, who the quarterback's going to be. What's it like to play with a franchise guy or a guy that can get you there? And Jimmy Garoppolo has gotten him there. He's been hurt one of the t- three seasons he's been there. But the other two, he was in the Super Bowl and he was in the NFC Championship game. So, yes, I get it. He didn't win the Super Bowl. He didn't win the one that mattered. But the one thing that teammates have said about Jimmy Garoppolo was he's a leader. He takes command in the huddle. Mm -hmm. Guys listen to him, Mm -hmm. and he's poised. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be adversity. So, yes, we're all excited about the talent of Trey, and we want to see him go out there and the move. They've been very truthful with it, which has been awesome. Jimmy knows what's going on. But at the same time, a team that was just on the doorstep of the Super Bowl, we're moving on from our quarterback, and we're starting over and saying, hey, it's Trey Day. Who would win in an open competition? Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. or the, the, the young guy? We'll never know. We'll never we'll know. We'll never know. I guess we'll never know. Is that a shame? Is that smart? It's a risk. It's any time. Listen, I understand the financial implications and the futures, Trey, and all that stuff. 
did the best quarterback on the Niners now leave the building? Is he out? Because, you know, Jimmy's stock is so low right now, not just because of the injury, because of the optics of how last season ended. Oh, Jimmy sucks. Jimmy does not suck. He just mm-hmm. didn't close to suck. Jimmy's really good. And he's gone. And just because of some good offseason tosses and running around some cones, it's done. We're not going to even entertain the idea of, you know what? Screw it. Let's go into camp and let's have an open competition, 90s style, 80s style. And if Jimmy still is the best and the shoulder looks good, I think he gives us our best chance to win. And we're going to go with him. And Trey's going to have to understand that we got one year left in this massive contract let's pay it i wish that we could have found that out because it's always really dangerous when you got a title sniff the year before and then you change quarterbacks mm-hmm. kind of on a wing and a prayer and mm-hmm. of basically off-season reps that have not really been there in the games it'd be one thing if trey was awesome last year it was a little rough yeah I, I i think it's a shame i wish we could have found that out because i don't know if they made the right choice we won't yep. know until the season starts You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 